Well, he's got the best, uh, well, his PB from West Cricket Club 2K time trial was about, I think it was nine minutes ten. So he would have made the side until Clarkie, of course, ruined his career. Adam Pengilly, good morning. I would have struggled to make nine minutes ten, Jared. Let me give you a tip. Never been, never been that fit. Um, but is he, oh, just just adding to that story a little bit more, she's coming back from a broken ankle. I, I read somewhere she, she badly broke her ankle in September. Yeah, you, you know so, the other thing, Adam, with stuff like this, they, they selectors or people involved, they might think your time's up as well. So yeah, it might be the yeah. easiest way, rather than dropping a senior player because you know the chaos that can cause, you just set some higher parameters around what's required. And if you don't make it, then you can justify it. So, again, I don't know the backstory, but there might be a bit of this going on as well. Yeah. What did, what did she miss by, Jared? You say 18, 18 seconds. seconds. Jeez, that's harsh, isn't it? Like, Give me a break. <laughs> a World Cup on home soil as well. No, you can't yeah, not and, pick and, her for, for missing the mark by 18 seconds. That's, and, and, that's not right. And Clark, yeah, wife's the best player in the team. Yeah, well, like, imagine that's, yeah, that's, you're not you're not taking out one person. You're almost taking out two two players now. Because imagine what yeah. mental state she's going to be in. So yeah, it's not going to go down anyway, well. It's I don't gonna know. Add anyway. to what's happening with South African cricket, I reckon, for both yep. men's and women, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, mm. Let's talk some racing. So Tom Marquand is back in Australia. Yeah, very keen to see him back in action this week, Jared. He's obviously come back to Australia for a short stint, heading towards the autumn carnival. He's Tom, as we've come to know know him over the last few. On his, on his short stint, he's been a very profitable rider for a lot of punters, I reckon, and um, it's not hard to see why. He gives him, gives him every chance. He's strong, strong in the finish. He's got to be an extravagant action, doesn't he? But he usually gets the job done, so keen to see how he goes in his first meeting back at Randwick this weekend. He's got the ride on Zoo Tiger in the Eskimo Prince, and he's, he's looming as the main challenger to Af Cabin in that race for the three-year-olds, and just on Zoo Tiger... Um, Extremely keen to see what he can do back at the race. We haven't seen him since the Golden Rose when he was really brave up on top of the speed there and, and ran a placing in that race. So he obviously missed the rest of the spring and John's given him a bit of a slowish build-up heading towards the autumn. And he looks the logical danger to the Godolphin horse in this race. So Tom might be able to kick, his, kick himself off um, starting his Australian stint with a, with a stakes winner and um, no doubt he'll be riding plenty more winners heading towards the, the major races in the Sydney Autumn Carnival. Well, Alligator Blood has been running, but hasn't been running in New South Wales, but he's been now cleared to run here. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, Lars. So this story has taken another twist. We had that issue last year when Racing New South Wales put a ban on him over his owner's uh, undersolved uh, bankruptcy status. So uh, that was a massive uh, problem for him. And, and, and obviously the horse, he couldn't race in New South Wales for the majority of 2022. They were skirting around trying to find other options. Eventually, Victoria took the same path and then relented. And he obviously won a couple of Group 1s down there and raced in the Cox Plate too. But now that Jerry Harvey stepped in to take over for pretty much the majority ownership of the horse, that um, now he's got the chance to come back and race in New South Wales. So I, I don't think New South Wales and Sydney will be his immediate target. I think Adrian Bott sort of confirmed he might have a couple of runs in Melbourne to start off with and then potentially look at coming up to Sydney, maybe for a race like the Doncaster Mile and even the All-Age Stakes. But... It's just good to see one of our headline horses starting to put some of this drama behind him and, and having options available to him to race and, and race in New South Wales. Because remember at one stage, they were, they were even talking about going to New Zealand. They were talking about potentially going to Dubai because he's going to almost look like he's going to be black banned from racing in Australia. But thankfully, that's all been settled now and we'll see him at some stage, hopefully, in Sydney throughout the Autumn Carnival. Uh, this, uh, well, crack two-year-old for cool ball, learning to fly is off to the Inglis Millennium. Yeah, this surprised me just a little bit, Jared. I thought they might have tried to target another stakes race heading towards the, the Golden Slipper, but given what she did on the weekend, she's won the win stakes now. She's got the black type on the pedigree that 
the money's just too good, isn't it? Like, how do you how do you turn down a race like that? It's worth a couple of million dollars. So, given she's an English horse, it'll be a restricted race. Um, she's going to start a very short price favourite, and it appears that Tom Magnier and Annabelle Neesham are sort of identifying that as her next stepping stone, heading towards the Golden Slipper, and she'll start a very very short price favourite. I imagine extremely hard to beat, and just. The money on offers is too hard to ignore. So anyway, keen to see her back at the races. She was extremely professional there on the weekend. And a lot of people are saying she's the top seed at the moment heading towards the Golden Slipper. And it's probably pretty hard to argue from what we've seen at the trials and what we saw on debut there on the weekend. Now, you tipped on the program yesterday Queen of Dragons, but mm. she didn't win. She ran second. What did you make of the run? Yeah, she was okay, Loz. Uh, clearly beat by a better horse on the day, ran by J-Mac, Chris Waller, as the first starter. I think she's probably that second and third tier, to be fair, that, that Queen of Dragons horse from the Snowden. She she might not be a blue diamond or golden slipper horse. I was just hoping that she'd get the right run, and she did. She got every, every chance, which wasn't quite good enough. So I'm sure she'll probably be winning races in time in the future, but whether she's among the you know the better horses heading towards the slipper, I, I highly doubt it from what we saw yesterday. So... The North Wind Tipper winner, Loz. I mean, typically a lot of horses running second and third lately in the last couple of weeks. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll regroup and get ready for Ramwick on the weekend. Uh, Clarkie's uh, mare, pretty wild. Race five Saturday, number four, barrier seven of ten. J Mac booked for the for the ride. So uh, there you go. That might be something for us for the weekend, Adam. Is it Warwick Farm next week, Clarkie? Are you going to stay for stay Ramwick this weekend? Uh, I think with J Mac on, I think she'll race on Saturday now. Okay. I'm sure I'll find out today, but I, yeah, I reckon they'll have a crack on Saturday. Yeah, okay. Look, I must admit, I only had a quick look at the race last night to scan the field. It doesn't look a deep race to me. It looks like a pretty thin race. So I know it's a 78. It's going to be a little bit harder in terms of a benchmark than next Wednesday, but I think it looks a really simple race for it to, to bounce back from last night. Thanks so much, mate. Have a good day. See you, boys.